welcome to History Through a House. I'm Isadora Martin-Dye, your long-suffering host, and... This is the second episode. I, I mean, you suffer with us, yeah. And that's my husband, Ben. Hi, I'm Ben. And Adam, our cousin, is in the corner. Hello, I'm Adam. You're in the corner. I'm in the corner. True facts. Nobody puts Adam in the corner. I don't like that joke. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, first up, quick recap of what we've been up to at Longlands this week. Uh, this week has been kitchens, and um, pretty yes. much fully kitchens. Super productive week. Flat pack kitchens, flooring, bathrooms, and electric. It's no been a plum- big week. The only thing we haven't done is plumbing and roofing. And, uh... It's that amazing part of the project we're working on the holiday cottages where all the stuff that's taken months to get done suddenly comes to fruition because you start seeing the pieces go into place. All the background work always seems to take forever and then this yeah. stuff finishes very quickly. Yeah. yeah. One of the big projects and what we're going to talk about, um, one of the things I want to do each week is talk a little bit about a traditional thing that we learned about this week while doing this. Guess what that isn't. Flat pack kitchen. <laughs> not, super, nothing, not super traditional. There's nothing traditional. Although, about, unless you're from Sweden, the joiners did say that the 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 screen was basically just like a broken IKEA furniture from like a thousand years ago. Well, yeah, six hundred years ago or something. Like Whatever. Yeah, that yeah. the old yeah the new old. Because it's just pagan stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. yeah. But Owls. what we're going to talk about today is Jason and his wonderful fixing the stone wall. Go, Jason. So we have a corner of the house, which is got a big hole in it. Um, it honestly looks like somebody ran into it with a car. Mm-hmm. We were trying to figure out basically if the wall was falling over one way and if the house was falling down the other way. <laughs> and I think we came to the conclusion that both were happening simultaneously. Yeah. But now that they've settled, it should be fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember someone at the pub saying that someone had run a car into the side of that building at one point. So there was this big legal yeah. battle that happened here between the residents of that particular We don't know anything apartment. about it, or the people, or anything, so don't sue us. Uh, between the residents of that particular apartment and the, some of the previous, one of the previous, not owners, but... Um, one of the previous people here. So it's very possible that that could have been a little act of vandalism at some point. Um, (laughs) (laughs) An act of act of vandalism involving a car. But either way, Jason has put it back together again, so I thought I'd tell you a little bit about the history of stonemasonry. Not to be confused with drywalling, dry stonewalling, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point. What about the Freemasons? They didn't come up. This is an episode about the Illuminati. (laughs) What? So stonemasonry is uh, one of the oldest professions in human history. Uh, Was it... I mean, what other kinds of masonry are there? You've got stone masonry. Brick masonry? Brick, yeah. You can't be like a wood mason. One of the oldest professions in human history. Um, And the reason why it's relevant is because we're going to talk today about Neolithic times and Stone Age. And the Neolithic were, in fact, as their name suggests, using stone, quicklime, plaster, mortar to build their houses. What does Neolithic suggest? Uh, Neolithic is the later period of Stone Age. Us. We'll get to where the Neolithic men fall into. Okay. There's Neolithic plaster. Yeah, Neolithic quicklime. So they did, in fact, work in stone. But just for further evidence of that, you've got the pyramids, which is a stone masonry. You've got the Parthenon, the Taj Mahal. um, Obviously, all our buildings around here. So. It's been around for a while. It's been around for a very, very long time. A lot of buildings around here are built out of stone. And because we it dis- comes out of the ground for free. We did discuss this a little bit last week. That um, yeah, some people still have to pay for it. The geology is uh, the geology of the area very much is. It's granite. 
granite, but also integral into how the buildings were constructed. And the fact that there's a lot of granite around here means most of these buildings around here are stone and granite. Quartz and felspar. You remember. Nailed it to listen to the podcast. I listened to our own podcast. (laughs) You can actually use concrete with stone, unlike bricks, because it's much harder, particularly the granite that's around here. But traditionally, and most of the time, we're fixing it with uh, limecrete, which is a much softer version of concrete, um, and it's much less likely to damage the stone. Because in this environment, if you use a hard concrete, the wet will just eat your bricks, and you'll just have... What is that called? What is it? Like when they do the face something in? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say, the, the worst is, well, the the worst thing about concrete, and yes, you can use it with stone, but none of these houses in the time that they were built were really designed to, like nobody designed sort of like the hatches that you build in modern houses to let them breathe. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't use limecrete, if you, if you use just regular Portland cement, your house won't breathe in a natural way, and it will just be damp and moldy and moist inside. So traditionally, stonemasons had a seven-year apprenticeship. Um, now they're actually down to three, but they cover everything from tombstones to walls, um, and stonemasonry covers a huge range of stuff, not just the wall building that Jason did. And I will point out that... Build, I thought you just, like, a tombstone was just, like, a slab of rock. Oh, uh, no, you have to chisel the, all of oh, it, okay. chiseling it out. And, um, I've never seen anybody, like, build a tombstone out of stones. I will point out that Jason is not... Like an that, official stonemason. Yeah, yeah. He has just learned over many years how to put together, back together these Devon walls. Mm-hmm. And he does a beautiful job at it. But he One is of them not, Morton boys. He is a Morton boy and he is not uh, associated necessarily with like the three-year proper stonemasonry. Most of the tools that they use are not specialist and they haven't also really changed much um, since stonemasonry began. Surely you've got some mnemonic chisels and things like that, yeah. which make it a little easier. But uh, chisels, mallets, things like that. And here's a pub quiz fact about all of this. New, yeah, pneumatic, not mnemonic. Okay. Mnemonic is a... It's a memory device. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Like, We're about to talk about... Which... Okay, I'm going to finish this train of thought. I read all of your notes. I cheated on this, on this episode. <laughs> you did? No. <laughs> which brings me on to... I'm going to give you my little pub quiz thing. And then I'm going to talk to you about um, something I learned today, which I thought was fairly interesting and kind of relevant. A tool that masons use is usually called a punching hammer, and it has a much longer, thinner head than your average hammer. So if you're ever in a pub quiz and they ask you about a particular type of hammer that masons use, it's called a punching hammer. Mm. All right, that's walls. That was stone masonry in a nutshell. What about Um, Freemasonry? Now we're going to talk about mnemonics. Now we're going to talk about Illuminatics. And we're not really talking about mnemonics at all. But we're talking about something that happened while I was doing my research, which was I noticed that a lot of the websites I was reading, and this is going to make me sound super old, referred to it as BCE, not BE, and referred to it as CE, not AD. Now, I don't know what the American way of defining time is, but I was always brought up that after year zero, yeah, um, it was AD. It's AD. So in the 10 States AD is, or yeah. 200 it's, AD. It stands for autumnus deciphering. It stands for Anna Domini. I, I think. was so close. That's what I, I almost said that, but it would have been just off enough that I would have sounded like a real idiot. It stands for after death. <laughs> it means basically after after Jesus, right? Like yeah. after the Bible and before the Bible. Anyway. Which I don't understand, like, not to go off on a small side tangent, but if Jesus lived to be 33 years old, yeah. right, and and there's, like, 
minus one is BC before yes, Christ. The year before he was born. And zero or one is AD after You're death. saying we should be thirty-three years off of Yeah, like we is are. there just like thirty-three years? Coming to you from the year like nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah, yeah. Like so like right now we're doing this in twenty twenty. Is it really twenty fifty-three? <laughs> like where did those thirty-three years go? Well, obviously none of that is correct in the sense of how time began um, and how time is recorded. We had to cut all this out of the last episode. (laughs) No, but this is the point, is that actually what you're saying is right. Yeah. So the new way... I'm 33 years older than I am. The new way to define it... Oh, my God. (laughs) doesn't change time. It just changes how we record time. Okay. Um, The new way to uh, do it, and it's a lot more woke, is BCE, meaning before current era. Ooh. Or CE. Current, current era. era. Is that how you learned it in university, or was that? No, just I just learned that today. That's cool. So I thought that was a really cool thing to point out. See, I thought it was BC for before Christ, it, and then it was BCE for before Christ, and then and everything. Yeah, and everything <laughs> or everlasting. So it or was. Insert your favorite e word here. Yeah. It was BC before Christ. Yeah. But BCE before actually Christ. stands for before current era. Cool eccentricities. I'm trying to learn. I am going to try and remember to use BCE or CE when I'm talking about dates because honestly, I just think it's a much better way of doing it. It makes a lot more sense. It's a lot more inclusive. But also, as Ben pointed out, AD actually doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Really. What is it? What is it again? Anno Domini. Anno Domini. All right. Moving on to what we're actually here to talk about today: the Stone Age, Um, and. So last week it was 450 million years ago. Yes. And then we talked about the dinosaurs, which were 65 million years yes. ago. Yes, and then I brought you up to where humans started to slowly appear, which mm-hmm. was about 900,000 years ago. And Stonehenge? It, it, we haven't got there yet. Druids. Uh, we haven't got to Stonehenge yet. Okay, Stone Age. It lasted for 3.4 million years. That's it? Time. Across the globe. I will say in England it did not last for that long. So this is, okay, so it lasted for 3.4 million years. But we are talking about it started in... How many million years years ago? uh, 3.5 million years ago. This is the longest piece of history. This is the piece of history, human history. Well, not technically humans because they weren't Homo sapiens. But this is where humans evolved. This is Homo erectus. Um... (laughs) Um, I wish we could have recorded that eye roll. This is basically how we're all descendant of a man in Africa, right? What was his name? I cannot come up with an answer that's not either super generic or racist, so I'm just not going to answer. Okay. Bob. (laughs) Bob. (laughs) So, Bob, Uh um, for 3.39 million of these years... Bob and his ancestors were just basically migrating this way, very slowly and evolving the whole time. So we're now going to jump forward to about kind of 10,000 years before BCE. 10,000 BCE. 10,000 BCE. Nice. Okay. Um, Which is when we started seeing real people in Devon. And by real people, I still mean we're not talking homo sapiens. Mm -hmm. About 10,000 years ago, uh, we start seeing evidence of people in Devon and Dartmoor in England. Mm-hmm. It's called the Stone Age because they define the era as basically when people used flint. They were proficient at napping, which is where you... But people have been using flint products like for the last million years. Well, yeah, 3.4 million years. I'm saying when they first oh, started okay. using 
Flint in England was oh, about okay. 10,000 years ago. Okay. In, um, in Devon. In England generally, yeah. but Devon. At this point, we were still joined to Europe, so people were migrating back and forth pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all a little bit more loose as to areas and definitions of okay. what those areas were. It's also where they started to form culture. I mean, I don't think that this is something that necessarily I saw defined anywhere. But it was certainly an era where people started to come together a little bit more. There's the first evidence of art, of musical instruments. The, the resources weren't as difficult to, to find or needed to be traveled to, so people started to, like, make communities, I'm assuming. Is yeah, and, and more than that, there, there seems to be this human evidence that even since the beginning of time, human had humans had more interest in life than just surviving. Mm-hmm. Um and, I mean, this was a time when people were still, like, hunting woolly mammoths. Yeah. Like, this wasn't... There were woolly mammoths 10,000 years ago? Yeah. No. In Devon? Yes. Fuzzy dinosaurs. Uh-huh. Fuzzy elephants. No, seriously, they were still hunting woolly mammoths in Devon okay. 10,000 years okay. ago. Which I think is really cool. Boggy elephants. And there's, like, artistic impressions of them hunting woolly mammoths. That's how we know, like, the pollen and things like that. The other thing that really defined this era, which finished when with the beakers and when they used to learn to smell wool was actually farming. So we're going to talk a little bit about life and farming because that's really relevant to where we are right now. Okay. Dartmoor was filled with trees. It did not look like it does now. It which would is have very been, shrubby. Which is shrubby and... Moorish. Yeah. Very Moorish. It would have been much warmer. <laughs> uh, it would have been much warmer after the Ice Age. Because it was nearly tropical, right? That was even... Bef- that was a long time before then. Okay. But, but there's evidence that... I mean, put it this way... England used to have a fairly active wine culture, um, growing vines and things like that. So it was much warmer up until mm-hmm. really quite recently. And certainly back then it was warm enough that the grains and things that you see people eating um, and the pollens were closely related to more of a Mediterranean diet and climate than they would have been what we consider current British climate. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Dartmoor was filled with trees. So um, the first bikinis were invented. Yes. Cool. And... Loincloths and bikinis. <laughs> the paleo Paleolithic people. Paleolithic? Paleolithic. 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 It's lithic. Paleolithic. It's a lithic. It's lithic. Uh, Science! The earliest people, and they lived in caves, um, primarily, which is where you see cave drawings and things like that. If they lived in caves, where did the bears live? Oh, there were black bears. I'm going to get to that. Oh, okay. But in England? Yeah. Oh. I guess they um, didn't live in caves. Now they all live in Virginia. So Did these people have picnic baskets. <laughs> um anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, I found a really cool story about someone getting buried in a black skin. A black bear skin. Cool. Shroud. I want that. Well. Um so the bears were around for longer than we're talking about Can today. Can we do it before you die? Can we just Chudley Cavan. you alive with the bell? <laughs> <laughs> Chudley Cavan, which is obviously very near here. We drive past it on our way Yeah, up. home of the Chudley Cannons. Is, yep, I was, Harry I've Potter been wondering reference. that for the last, like, month and a half I've been here. Yeah, there's a Quidditch team around the corner. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Chudley I, Cannons are based on, yes, that's Chudley, so cool. the I town I binoculars up to the top of the hill, see if I can ever see them practicing. <laughs> I know that if I walk around and get close to their stadium, I'll remember I have an urgent doctor's appointment. They were bright orange. So they shouldn't be too hard yeah. to take out of them. But if you want to, you can go and see the caverns of Chudley, um, which are walking distance from here for okay. Adam, our resident walker. Yeah, I'm really good at that. Um, and they're a limestone cave. Um, it contains 
stalactites, um, a small part of it. Stalagmites? I don't know. I didn't read that it had stalagmites. I just read it had stalactites. Um, small part of it is open to the public, and the rest of it is only you know, open to experienced spelunkers. Does it have Ooh. a steel door that people try to break into? <laughs> I will say there's no evidence of humans that I could find there. That's a good callback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a cool How many dead callback. children do you think are in that cave? <laughs> From what I can find out, they've not found any cool bones of humans or dinosaurs or anything in these caves. But people but were got spelunkers. But they got spelunkers. But people were living in caves such as this in Dartmoor at this point. Do we know what spelunking is? Spelunking? No, because that's like it's cave diving. I thought spelunking was just like with a rope. I think spelunking is, is another word for cave because it's the noise you make when you fall into the water at the bottom of the cavern. That's not that a joke. Was like... that's, not, that's almost a serious <laughs> comment. Do you need a parachute? Because there are like no. caves where you can like parachute down. I don't think so. I mean, that would be horrifying. All right. Google it. Nope. In an hour. Um, so, we're moving on to the Neolithic people, which are... I thought we were on the Neolithic people. No, we were on, we the... were on the Paleolithic people. Okay. Um, now we're on the Neolithic people. We went off on a tangent. So the Paleolithic people, let's just go back for a second. We're, cave. we're living in they caves. They lived in caves. Where these these are the guys who wore like leopard skin togas. These are hit Uga Uga. This is like this thing's Barney Rubble. Yes. Okay. This is Barney Rubble. This is Uga Uga, live in a cave, hit things with sticks. Eating like mammoth rib, like as man should be. Flintstones without the dinosaurs. That's entirely where we're at right now. That's not a historically accurate show. Well they had mammoths with dinosaurs, those those crazy people. (laughs) So we are moving on to Neolithic people. Which is still Stone Age, but they had a major, major step forward, which is they started to farm. Ooh. Um, before, Mostly soy and grains for their cattle? No. Okay. They didn't actually seem to farm any crop at all. What? Mostly what they were farming, it, I would consider it more herding. Okay. So they would herd stuff. Did these people drink beer? Uh, Not yet. Yeah, I think so. Did they? I, Probably. I, the, the first evidence of beer like was, enough, like, was in like Mesopotamia, like yeah, like Egypt, forever ago. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm sure they were they drinking, drinking something. Cider. Well, they, they were drinking maybe. something fermented. I'm sure it was cleaner than the water. Um, I don't know because I don't think there were that many people around that it like the water, like the fresh springs, were probably cleaner than that's true. Yeah, like the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we'll see. We'll okay. do an episode about that. <laughs> this brought us to what <laughs> the is the first thing. That okay, I will say that there is some evidence for this, but absolutely no real evidence for this. Okay. Which is the first time that this particular area that we're sitting in right now up in Hennock would have been inhabited. Um, mm. There's a pretty strong argument that there could have been what's called a causeway enclosure up here. There are very, very few causeway enclosures left. What is a causeway enclosure? Um, it is four concentric dicks, one to four concentric ditch circles mm-hmm. with an internal bank. Okay. I'm having a hard time picturing that in my so brain. So it's ditch, yep. ditch, 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 bank. And then a big, essentially town or village in the middle. Yeah. Oh, what are and the... Tr- so the ditches are... Big, like, what happens is if you're in the middle of the concentric circles, like yeah. if you're in the village or you're in the castle, like, it's really hard for people who want to attack you to like run down a ditch on the up the other side up the other side like you have the advantage because like they're fighting so they're like, it's four empty moats that surround yeah, yeah. A, yeah, so a big mound and then basically then there's a big mound which makes it even harder so, so it's oh. the earliest version of this i oh, mean yeah. what they're basically seen, dry moats yeah what you've seen on time team is huge defensive versions of this yeah like if you go to york uh-huh. 
Like, that's, like, a crazy version of it. Okay. And, um, you know, I don't know if the ditches are still there, but, like, we walked up to the castle. It was... And it was a hard walk. Yeah, it was, like, quite a hike up that. <laughs> and it was only, like, three or four stories, but it was, like, because it was so steep. Yeah. You couldn't... Act, like, they put stairs in it. You couldn't actually go up the embankment. Try and imagine... I mean... Even on a dry day, you wouldn't be able to get up the If you ground. imagine sitting at the bottom of it and thinking, I've got to run up, storm this hill in full... In full regalia. Regalia with While the sword. they're throwing fire and rocks. Yeah, they're... <laughs> We will definitely have to talk about that York Castle at one point because yeah. that's got to be one of the saddest stories in history. And yeah. I think really undertold that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it happened a lot later. So we will get back to that. Cool. But um, this yeah, we earliest... We should pick up on like specific stories of like as we get further and further yeah, into Yeah, absolutely. Things that really touch us. And I think that's one of those things that really spoke to you. Yeah. Which was there was a, a massacre of the Jews at um, the York, York Castle. Castle. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway... Moving on to lighter stuff, which is, in fact, our concentric dick circles, circles with an internal bank. Um, they don't really know what they were for. Um, they have one way in and out or two ways in and out. So the first thing that they think primarily is that they were used as a settlement. Mm-hmm. Um, they were used as a settlement. So they were used for looking after cattle in there, maybe putting the cattle up for the winter um, protection. But there wasn't massive fights for land back then so they weren't needing to defend themselves really they weren't going to be defending themselves from other people if anything they would it was a defense against animals and mm-hmm. attacks from saber-toothed tigers uh i don't know about saber-toothed tigers but certainly i can't imagine the woolly mammoths were great fun um no. um so this is the evidence for herding then the suggested evidence for herding. yes this is the suggested evidence for herding is this that place that's in the moors the uh craig yeah, the... so that's a really similar place that's a little later where it's mostly stone at this yeah. point it would have been wood okay Prime- oh, oh, so this is all the post hole stuff yeah okay. exactly um and what i mean by that is if you watch time team like i do all the time there's not a lot of actual archaeology for this time period because it was all wood. Yes. So all they can basically do is find post holes, which are just like darker circles that the wood decayed into. Yes. And also because they were picking places, they could pick anywhere they wanted. So they were picking places that were defensible, unlike this flood, mm-hmm. protected from the weather. And for all those reasons, that's one of the reasons why Hennock makes a logical choice for an enclosure to have been. Yeah, because we're on the east side of a hill. Which means we're protected. We're protected from all the westerly winds coming off the Atlantic. Yeah, we're up really up high, so you would have had a lot of view down into the valley. Um, there's a lot of I never understood here. that, because it's like, oh, we have a good view into the valley. But if England is as covered in trees as everybody says it is, like, you wouldn't be able to see 15 feet in front of you. It was covered in trees at this point. So, And like I said, like defense wasn't actually really the primary I was going to say, there's no, like, cliff outcropping, so you can, like, look down in the valley no. and see your enemies. Um, but also, as they started farming, I will say this is dramatically when they started cutting down all the trees. Yeah. They started clearing it all? Yeah. yeah. Um, this is when we started mass deforestation in England. Mm-hmm. I On the evidence for Hennock being a big Neolithic site... Yeah. Actually, um, English Heritage have listed that a significant proportion of flints and other pieces of Stone Age evidence have been found when they dug up the allotments, Mm. which are, I mean... Travel episode. (laughs) Travel the 20 feet across the road. Mm -hmm. I know we're going to keep a very close eye out as we do stuff for that. Yeah, well, I know our neighbours have, Anne and Pat have a allotment up there. Maybe we'll just go see if we can yeah. get there with a shovel. And um, so they've said that they've uncovered some stuff They've said that well. they found flints and stuff. They said that last night. Um, so it yes, really... Yes, I was last night. <laughs> you were 
Well, guess what I was this morning? <laughs> Fine. Hungover. Asleep. <laughs> um, so there really is a lot of evidence that, in fact, Hannah was and could have been um, a causeway enclosure. Um, and So what's the causeway? Because I understand what an enclosure Causeway means is. moving, like, literally there's a way in. Oh, okay. So causeway being... Like, there's a path in. For there's like, a path in. For, like, maybe ten people wide. But, like, you wouldn't be able to get a hundred people in at a time. No, it's... And again, not defensible. I know the automatic thing to think of when you it's think like of It's like stab people with wooden spears. I know the, like death to everybody who's not just like me. Ah, I know the history. automatic thing when you think of right, history Adam? is defense, particularly when you think this far back. Um, but that is not what they were dealing with at this point. No, they wouldn't have had to. They really wouldn't have had to. Um, just because there weren't enough people or there was too much food or... Yes. Both. They weren't really hunting resources. I'm sure like even like communities were probably days away from each but other. But would they have would they have had like chieftains? So this is, this is what really is significant about this point. Okay. There is no way they could have built these enclosures, mm-hmm. one person. Okay. They have to have come together as a community. Yeah. And this is one of the first evidences that it wasn't just a family unit living in a cave. Okay. This would have had to have been a community effort Mm -hmm. to put this together. Yeah. And they actually think it could have been to do with trading as well. Like Mm -hmm. you would have come to a causeway maybe at the beginning of winter to trade your animals. Mm -hmm. I will give you this moo cow for your three oink pigs. (laughs) Um, And again, still not farming. They weren't farming in these enclosures. They were herding into them. Okay. They were like wild animals? No, cows. Sheep? They were cows. Sheep? Um, yeah, there were sheep. And, sheep. Okay. Um, yeah, there were cows and there were sheep. Mm-hmm. The sheep looked very goat-like. Sheepy goats. Yes. Goaty sheep. Um, and, okay, so that was kind of how they were living. Okay. Yeah. Now let's talk about how they were dying. Yes. Sheep goats. <laughs> My favorite part of the podcast. No, because here's the thing. The major evidence for people of this point is not the enclosures. It's not the flint. It's, it's their bodies. The it's the burials. Yeah. It's dentistry. It's burials. <laughs> okay. Um, they get mounds. So looking a little earlier, let's step back slightly from the Neolithic um, to the Mesolithic period. Mesopotamia. Which was, I believe, oh. between... The two periods we've already talked about. We know that there were a lot of people around here from that era because we can find evidence of their pottery and flint and things like that. However, thus far around here, they have found no bodies. And the way that the reason for that that they think is that they, they didn't want them too deep. They didn't want no the opposite. They couldn't. They didn't bury them at all. They didn't bury them at all. So they were completely exposed to elements. It's called air burials. Um, and if they were buried, they were buried in the, if they were buried, they were buried in the much more naturally acidic soil at that time. Oh, interesting. And they just literally melted away. Um. Melted? So you're saying that, oh, you're saying that the soil was, was naturally more acidic at that time. Oh, like they decomposed, like, like like fast. Yes, fully decomposed. Mm -hmm. So, and because they were burying them in the ground, just in the ground. Yeah, Yeah, not in a box. Not in a box, not in anything like that. Not like a stone box. The first evidence of, no, well, and that's it. The first evidence of burials we have is later. It's still in the Stone Age. Um, And there's two different types of things. The one that most people know are the things called barrows, or around here, I believe they're sometimes called cairns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cairns? C-A-I-R-N-S. I I think we pronounce it cairns. C-A-R. Okay, Karen. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let me see a manager. (laughs) And they were either wood or stone. Um, now, 
there is uh, somewhere around here called the Three Barrow Tour, um, which has got the largest um, barrow in Dartmoor. They're basically massive piles of stone, if you look at them. Yeah. They don't really look like anything at all. They're just massive piles of stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's three of them. Very obvious, very up on the top of a cliff, like up on the top of a tour. Um, and this, the location of these burials and other burials start to be, some people argue, the first evidence of boundaries. So coming back to this idea of... Um, coming back to this idea of farming and defensiveness, Mm -hmm. this is the first evidence that there may have been an idea of land possession. Cool. Um, And they may have used these burials as an example of land possession. Hmm. There's also an idea that maybe they put them there to help for uh, this idea that a circle of life and to help with fertility and growth of stuff in that area. Um, What area? In whichever area they buried people, so like their community area. Oh, like on their bodies? No. Okay. Um, and uh, I got it. I got it. Oh, yeah. yeah, thanks. Um, and <laughs> well, no, because you have like all those African fertility, like, yeah, deities, yeah, statues, um, and they don't, yeah, so yeah. many things. So, it's they don't like... have a lot of information about what the religion was at this point. Okay. So, Africa and Egypt obviously had quite strong religions, yeah. There isn't really much of an idea of religion at this point. Well, were the, there were the there were the beakers, which were not necessarily in England. Later than them, though. This is earlier than that. Oh, well, what about the picks? Are the, the picks later? Later. So this is all later. This is all. That's tw- it. I'm stumped. So we're we're at pre-written history here. Okay. So we yeah. There's just no. I mean, people basically told people learned to speak and write stuff down so that they could educate their families and their communities. Right. It's still all made up. People make all that stuff up. Fake they're news. probably still they're probably still like worshiping like norm like the things that like other places. Yeah, well, sun, well, moon, well, yeah, well, yeah, sun, moon, water, like rain, the river. Mm-hmm. Like they would have just prescribed gods to the things that like didn't make any and sense. And that certainly is what happens later as people start writing stuff down and as the Romans start coming over and recording history. That is what they say the natives are doing. But we are still talking ten thousand years later than this. Yeah. So that's a lot of time for religion. I mean, 2,000 years ago, Christianity wasn't yeah. a thing. So it's a lot of time for religion to evolve, and there's not really a ton of evidence to show that there was much of an idea of religion. Mm-hmm. But along with art and music, you would think that religion is part of that. Um, yeah, maybe they just didn't have the time for it. I just don't think they had the way of communicating, Yeah, perhaps. Because um, religion, by its very nature, is st- structured. And maybe they just didn't have the words in the language to actually communicate a religious structure. Um, all right. The other... Mi- oh, yeah. My question was, so the the the, bur- the, the tours, the barrow tours... Yes, the three barrow tours. Have they, like, deconstructed those and they know that, like, that the, these were used for burial? Or are they just assuming that... So they've done one archaeological dig on okay. them. Okay. Um, they've won one archaeological dig on them many, many years ago. Um from what I could see, they found some evidence of skeletons in there okay. that they didn't do. A f- We're talking 1800s, they did a dig. Okay. So it wasn't okay. really well recorded. On a totally different note about the three barrows, and this is kind of a side note, I don't think that we'd ever come back to the story, so it's worth kind of mentioning. In 1944, RAF Wellington crashed there. It got lost and crashed into this particular tour, killing four people during World War Two. So um, they in the plane? Yeah. So they oh, okay. I was just hoping they weren't standing on the tour no. being like, wow, you can see the ocean from here. No, but you can still see the crash site. In wow. The, in the 
in the tour, you can actually see where the plane indented into the tour. Oh, wow. Um, which is probably pretty... Creepy. I mean, cool. it's kind of... It's cool, but it's also a weird clash of... Um, it's also a weird clash of... I don't know, just two major parts of history literally colliding. Yeah, they look on top of each other. The first evidence of men being buried, of people starting to form communities, and then... An airplane. World War Two. Yeah. Um, I, it just, to me, was an amazing clash of cultures and worth kind of... It kind of just made me stop. Okay, the next form of burials that we see around here and a lot in this so area... So we saw air burials. Air burials were the first ones. No. Then long barrows, barrows. Okay. Um, particularly, these are called long barrows at this point. They're longer and thinner. Um, round circle barrows are what you see around Stonehenge. Um, they're a slightly later version okay. of the barrows. Slightly more, slightly more modern. Slightly more <laughs> modern. Um, but the other thing that you see around here are what are called cysts. S-I-S-T-S. Cysts. 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 They are basically stone chests. Um, and we've actually walked past a couple, but I don't know that we necessarily pegged what they were. Can we open them? So is that illegal? Well, okay. Do they, belong, do they belong to Prince Charles? I'll get there. Damn it. Um, they are stone chests. Um, there are hundreds of them across the mall. Uh, well, there were hundreds of them across the mall. They were basically um, a square coffin mm-hmm. made out of four four sides of stone, with a slab of stone on top. Um, the bodies were either folded up into like a fetal position and put in there or people were cremated and put in a pot in there, which I find really interesting, by the way, that even back then there wasn't a clear system as to whether you should be cremated or cremated or buried. Um, but were the, 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 these, um, the cysts were still like above ground, right? No, these were dug into the ground. Okay. So the four sides were in the ground. And then the slab went on top. And then the slab went on top. Um... Pretty much all of them at this point have been robbed. Cool. Um, the very first kind of official search was done in 1324. Edward II in 1324 gave permission for people to go and... Rob them? <laughs> look in them. Rob them. Um, it was the first time that really there's ever been an idea that you can disturb a grave. Yeah. Um, up until that point... Well, I mean, I think even now... Even now, it's a, it's a bit of a no But it was no. the first time that it was really, a, like, royalty-sanctioned. Yeah, go see what you can find. That's how you know it's serious. Mm-hmm. Um, what were they finding, though? So, like, they uh, don't really know. Because if, if, if you're robbing a Neolithic grave, you're probably not finding much of value. No, um, and I will say that they, um, currently, in modern times... They've really not been able to find out much of what was in there. Because they're all empty. Because they're all empty and, and they're, they're not... being robbed. They left the bodies, so that's how they know what the bodies were doing. Mm-hmm. They left the bodies. But what they didn't um, do is... What? Uh, they didn't record what they took out the... Out of the graves. Now, there is a place... Um, there is an excavation that was done on one of these cysts. Um, it was a later burial. It was done in 16 BCE. Uh, 1600 BCE. That's when they think it was that this girl was buried there. As with most stuff, and we kind of touched upon this last year, uh, last week. Wait, the tomb is from 1600 BCE or they dug it up in 1600? The tomb was from 1600 BCE, which makes it a few thousand years later than what we're kind of talking about here. But there have been no modern investigations of any of these systems at all. 
along with most stuff on Dartmoor. They really haven't investigated. Because they're just waiting for better technology or the apocalypse. Yeah, it's basically. all so protected. But this particular one in yeah. 2011 got dug up, and it was a very special case because of the way that it was eroding. They knew it wouldn't survive, mm. so the erosion on this cyst was so dramatic that mm. they knew it wasn't going to survive. So they knew the best thing to do would be to record an excavation of it. What did they find in the cyst? And save it. They found a young adult female, okay. and uh, she was the one that was buried in the brown bear pelt. Oh. Um, she had a copper pen, which is how we know that this was a later age than what we're really addressing uh-huh. right now. Um, they also found pots and beads and stuff. So there's a lot of evidence so to show. Ba- they were burying people with like their... their there's a lot of ashes. evidence to show that there were goods buried in these cysts. They were just all taken. Yeah. Okay, we're going to discuss our first couple of slightly ghosty stories. Ooh. Murder. Okay. So I'm going to tell you two different stories about cysts. Okay. okay. One is the story of the parson. And the parson was a vicar in Dartmoor. And he was when? a very good vicar. I don't know. I wasn't actually able to find a date. Oh. Let's imagine it was the early 1600s. Okay. That sounds about I right. I can imagine that. Yeah, we'll go with early 1600s. I, yeah, I'm a bit imagining. Big hats. Big hats. Big That's hats, what I'm going. Yeah. Jane Austen. No, that was 1900s. I'm going, I'm going like Henry VIII. Okay. I'm just thinking of, like, pilgrims. Always. Always. Because we're American. Because we're American. Um, so For some reason, there's a turkey. He <laughs> was out walking the moors, and he would walk um, around the moors and see these cysts, and he wasn't very interested in them, and at night, he started having these dreams that kept telling him to dig them up. I'm, I'm like, my hands are sweating. And he... My forehead's sweating. He started um, plotting all the cysts on a map. And apparently, eventually, this map looked like the back of a ladybird. There were so many black dots where he'd gone and found these cysts. Anyway, it's finally... And he finally... What did she say? Ladybird? Ladybird, ladybug. Oh. Um, anyway, finally, apparently, his curiosity got the better for him, and he decided to take... No. A, go take a peek. Go take a peek. He, disur- he disturbed a cyst. You're well, it turns out... The suspense. No, I'm in, I am in suspense. You're not, in, you're not inciting suspense. It turns out he couldn't move them, because it's a big-ass rock. So oh, yeah. he went back into the village. He went back Just into the village to tell people um, that he needed some help. He wanted to move this thing. And most of the village said, no. We're not going to desecrate graves. We're not desecrating graves. Anyway, he did finally find someone that would do it for enough money. What so he went out and he opened up this grave and he took what was inside it and he took it home. And that night a storm rolled through Dartmoor. And it was one of the biggest storms that anyone could ever remember. And in the morning, the only house burnt to the ground was his house. Mm. Yeah. That's what happens when you go grave robbing. That's true, yeah. That's why I don't grave rob no, anymore. No, either. And do you think do you think that's going to happen? Oh, sorry. Never mind. Yeah, you finish your story. No, that was that was that part did, of the did, story. Do they know what he took out of the grave? No. The next one's a little more specific. Okay. I mean, that's scary enough. So There's was, two was, legends to do with this. I was this. waiting to like, yeah. The problem with like this Were you waiting is, for a jump scare? This, this isn't a, a little movie. bit of a jump scare, but I also wanted to make like a, a Dr. Pimple Popper joke. Ew. Because, like, those are cysts. No. <laughs> Do you think her house is going to burn down because she opens cysts? <laughs> Banned. Sorry. I'm banning you. I'll go home now. You're blacklisted. <laughs> nah, okay. Um. All right, we're going to move on to the next one, which is called the Money Pit. Money Pit. Money Pit. Welcome to our house. We <laughs> yes. call it the Money Pit. Um, hey. There was this lovely farmer who every night would go to bed. And what was his name? Dream. Gordy. 
Sure. We'll call him Gordy. We'll call him Gordy. Just off the top of my head. He might be from Morton. I'm not thinking of anyone specific. There was this lovely farmer. He used to go to bed, and every night he would have the same dream, which is that the cyst at the bottom of his house and his farm, there was a treasure in there, and it would save his farm. And every night he would go to bed, and he would have the same dream, that the bottom of the cyst would be a treasure. treasure. So one day the urging got too much for him, and he went out, and he decided to look into the bottom of the cyst. And he started digging and digging and digging. And all the while, a crow circled above his head, jeering at him and trying to convince him to keep going. And people would follow, walk past him, and he would still be digging and still be digging until he eventually reached the bottom of the cistern. And at the very bottom of it, there was a stone heart, flintstone heart. Disappointed, he picked it up and he came back in his house and he put the flintstone heart in his house. And from that day onwards, he changed. He became a horrible, horrible person. Mm-hmm. He was a miser. He, uh, it's a Scrooge. Basically a Scrooge. A Scrooge. Um, he lost all his friends. He lost all his money. Um, I feel bad we named the farmer Gordy now. <laughs> and uh, Roger. <laughs> and it has a rather anticlimactic ending. Does he not die? Does he not reach a... His son, his son one day finds this stone heart. And he goes playing with it outside. And here's where I'm going to take my own little thing. He goes playing with it outside... And as he's messing around with it, he decides to bury it in the garden. And the moment he started burying it, his father changed entirely. And his heart of stone thawed. And he became the lovely old farmer that they had known before. That's kind of a lame one. It's kind of lame, but also don't go crazy. Did Edgar Allan Poe, like, steal Telltale Heart just from that? No, Telltale Heart's way different. It's not that different. It is. I mean, there's a heart in it. So it's like basically the same story. <laughs> so is Titanic because there's the no, heart the, of the ocean. Exactly. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Thanks for ruining that for me. I was I was getting very emotionally attached to that farmer who, whose heart of stone turned back to a flesh, a heart of flesh and man. Okay. So we're going to move on to, <laughs> to my one last bit of evidence for Neolithic things, which is the place called the Spinster Rock. Um, in Dartmoor, and it is three it's large old ladies and cats. Well, it's three large <laughs> granite stones, and on the top of it is a fifteen by ten foot capstone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a mini stone. Think of it like that. And round druids it, and druids, and round it was barrows and standing stones, all of which have basically fallen over and been um, destroyed over the years. Vandalized. Um, evidence of lots of burials there. Um, but more interestingly, and not kind of more interestingly, but there was this Victorian thing where they would rebuild stuff when it fell down. So it fell down somewhere in the late mid-1800s, and they rebuilt it in 1886, and it was rebuilt by some spinsters before breakfast, as tradition dictated. Before I, breakfast? I couldn't find out. In why tra- one day before breakfast? It's three stones. Oh, I thought you said it was like Stonehenge. It's three stones with a capstone. Oh, so it's like they're they're stood up and there's just a big... Like a triangle of stone with a, with stone a big over. stone on top. And the big stone on top is 15 by 10 foot Lordy. wide. It is a big stone. What are they eating for breakfast? I don't they know. They don't even have their Weetabix yet. <laughs> okay. I don't know, but legitimately this is why I thought this was a cool story. How many spinsters? I couldn't find any... I couldn't find why tradition dictated that it had to be done with spinsters before breakfast. I mean, but it would be too hard. No, um, it's a spinster rock, and I think we should go walk out and see it. Um, right now. Right now. All right. So let me tell you about modern stuff to do with this. A little bit like we finished last time with the idea of the Natural History Museum making um, 
making... The gypsum and plaster bones. Now we're going to talk a little bit about modern history, um, both to do with the CSI and Nazis. Um, so we're jumping many, the many... CSI. CSI, Crime Scene Investigations. Okay. Your favorite TV show. And I didn't know Nazis. if it was like another word for like MI6 or whatever. No, oh, no yeah, literally yeah. CSI and Nazis. Um, so we'll start with the Nazis. So we talked a little bit about the farming techniques and what they were farming. And yeah. you were asking about the sheep. Soya and sheep and cattle. Okay, so there is this man named Derek Goh, who is an ecologist, ecologist in Dartmoor. An ecologist is fish. Um, and he has decided essentially that... Okay, and this, by the way, is according to the Daily Mail, all right? So pinch of salt. So he has decided that because of, of Brexit... This part is the bit I'm like, because of Brexit, he is worried about farming subsidies. So he has decided to turn his 115-acre farm in Dartmoor, Devon, into a little bit of something different. And what he has decided to do is he has fenced off his 115-acre farm, Mm -hmm. and he is reintroducing Stone Age animals back into the farm. How does this whole his farming subsidy problem... I guess because the tourism, because who doesn't want to go and see? What is he reintroducing? Exactly. So this is where the Nazis come in. As they do. (laughs) Oh, this is... Okay, so I thought this was... Wait a second. This is in the 40s. No, this is now. She just said Brexit, so it can't be... Oh, yeah. So this is now, but this is where the Nazis come in. So... Okay. So... The Nazis are now? No, they used to be... By the way, can I say the Daily Mail headline to this was like... Ecologist introduces Nazi animals, animals of to Of course. Them. Okay. That's really not what he was doing. Um, were they doing some weird, like, genetic research? Yes, Because exactly. they did a lot of that stuff. So they were really interested in producing bigger cattle. Oh, makes Nazis? Sense. Yeah. That okay. makes sense. Yeah. So they actually... Um, Just blonde-haired, blue-eyed cattle. Yeah. So there was Oof. this thing in the Stone Age called... You're speaking my language. A roach, a roach cattle... A U R O C H. Oh, Rock. Spell it again. All Rock, I think. A U R. Yeah. O C H. I think it's All Rock. Okay, so these were these big. Rock. If you're Jewish. <laughs> big <Which>? Neolithic cattle. <laughs> massive. Like massive woolly mammoth. I thought it was. I thought you were going to be like, oh yeah, so they brought over an elephant and just put like a like a coat on it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But the like, Nazis. This is our woolly mammoth. And you're like, no, that's, that's just, an elephant. That's an elephant in a woolly jumper. <laughs> so the Nazis were like apparently really interested in rebreeding this thing, um, yeah. and they did. Apparently, they did a pretty good job of closely doing this. Anyway, straight off. Is that according to their news? Like according to the Nazi news? I though? think it's according to the cattle that are running around Dartmoor. Oh, cool. Um, so they killed most of these Nazi cattle after World War Two because you know. We were mad about it. I get, I get it. We didn't but understand I, the science, so we just destroyed it. Yeah. So, but Burn he it. has been introducing them back to his farm. Cool. Um, so are they are they ne- are they Neolithic? Or are they? They're as close as they could breed them to what basically the Neolithic size cattle. How cattle big do they? How big do they stand? How much oxygen do they breathe? Um, I've seen pictures. I was trying to get a frame of reference on the picture. Yeah. It was really, really hard to get. Because there's not, like, a, someone standing next to it. No. Like, oh, that's a shame. Um, but if you think about how big, like, genuine cattle can Bigger get, or smaller than a Volkswagen? Bigger, bigger than a Volkswagen, I think. Bigger than, than a, than a Volkswagen. bigger than a medium-sized Volkswagen? No, smaller than a medium-sized okay. Volkswagen. Well, like, compared to your cows, do you think? Oh, much bigger. Really? Perhaps, perhaps 50% bigger or 100% Ooh. bigger. 
Well, that's I have just so like a ton and a half. That's a big boy. It's a three thousand. That's a big animal. Cow. Yeah, um, a lot of hamburger. He mm-hmm. has not only reintroduced Nazi cattle, um, <laughs> but he has also reduced it. Reintroduced so what about these one. cattle? Like they make because they were genetically engineered by the Nazis, yes. or because like they have little mustaches? No, just because the Nazis. Like where did they? Yeah, that was terrible. It was bad. No, <laughs> just because the Nazis bred them. Um, he has also introduced wild cats. Like big wildcats. Like not big wildcats. You can't just be like, oh, that's no, a no, predator. No. Like, yeah. Not big wildcats. We're not talking lions. Like main We're talking coon? like, yes, closer to... A domestic cat. A domestic a cat. All of our children cat. are going to go out and do the tent tours this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the jaguars don't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Totally when we get to the 1980s, we'll talk about the big cats of England. Yeah, that's crazy. Because that's a really cool thing. But no, we're talking about but like... That's in a thousand years. Normal sized cat. Uh, I mean, we're talking about... Like big domestic cats. Big domestic cats. But they were wild cats. They were last around here like... I'm imagining a bobcat. Like the size of an yeah, East exactly. American wild Like a cat. bobcat. Nope. Um, so he's got cat. those. He's got mouflon, flon rams. Sorry, what? Mouflon? M-O-U-F-L-O-N. Mouflon. 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 Which mm. are the closest... Mouflon Rouge. Sounds like a good dessert. Which are the closest to what he could have found for the sheep that they would have been farming back then. They really do look like goats. And he's also introducing wild boar. Um, you can't be like, you can't farm wild boar. Well, he's not farming them. His plan is to create basically like an African safari. Well, what? Oh. So you can go just take pictures and... Yes, he's not farming What happens when he has too many of these for his 115 acres? It'll be like what they do in African safaris, which would be like, if you, you give get into us, a helicopter, if you, you give us a, if you give us a million pounds, yeah. you can go shoot a black Well, apparently he has had some issues, cause, because when you have cattle that big, they do get a little vicious. Oh, so yeah, he I'm has sure. actually had to euthanize quite a lot of his cattle, and he now has 13 that aren't killer. Bro, can, um, you, can you eat them after they're euthanized, though? Like, are they still, like, useful in some way? I have no idea. I did not get that far into him. We I should... actually Googled him, and you can, like, hire him to come and do ecological things. Can we him. go to see his things? We could just interview him. Let's do that. Let's do that. Why are you insane? Uh, <laughs> Why are you reintroducing? I don't think he's insane. I think it's amazing. Why are you Why reintroducing don't you have a bigger mustache? <laughs> I think it's amazing. It's an, Okay, this is what I love about the Daily Mail. Let me be really clear. At no point in this article does he say... I'm a Nazi. I'm a Nazi. I approve of Nazism. Anything is good about the Nazis. No, no like, a, I think that's like that's a, that's, you know, that's a very good point. Number one, like these animals were around way, way before. Like, yes. He just they sort just, of he just sort of went off the research yeah. that the Nazis had. Like humanibos. Not even the research no, that they had. That, okay. That's really cool. I like that. That's yeah. Really... <laughs> All right. Moving on to the CSI side of what I told you about. Um, they have found that they have solved the world's oldest cold case. How old? So three hundred thousand years old. Holy shite. Was so, it a murder? It was a murder. Was it with a rock? <laughs> So the heart of stone. Okay. It was the heart of stone, which was then re-dug up. And used as a weapon. So, no. Uh, it's the oldest cold case in the world. Um, this body was found... Uh, oh, no, okay. Wait. Did I leave off a zero 30,000 years ago in Transylvania? Okay, could have been 30. It could have been 300. I'm not sure where I typed it up, right or wrong, in that one. Let's check. Okay. Um, well, 30,000 is a long time ago. Not one. as long as... Th- it's 10 times longer as 300,000. <laughs> 
Anyway, so he was... Why can they solve any of the cold cases in more recent times, though? Well, to be fair, I was, like, really excited when they said they solved it, but what they really didn't... I mean, they can't solve it, because they can't exactly come up with, be like, this Neolithic man killed this Neolithic It was Marcus. Yeah. (laughs) It was Marcus the Elder. It was Urg. So I guess when this thing was dug up, there was some skull fractures on it. And everyone, for the longest time, assumed that the skull fractures had, in fact, been implemented when... The skull it was implemented. When, when the skull was Oh, up. okay. So, like they destroyed the skull as they were. As they were yeah, so it. that was like the assumption for a long time was this idea that the skull... They were just crap at archaeology. Yeah, yeah literally this is one of the reasons indelicate. why they don't go digging up stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that they finally um, took some time to actually apply modern scientific methods to After 300,000 years, yeah. It's about time you do a little bit of work. Um, so the skull was fractured. Um the first thing they did was realize that there was no sign of healing. So this wasn't an old skull fracture. Yeah. Hadn't been fractured and then the and guy then he, lived 10 yeah. years and then he died. Um, so what they then did was they started looking at how old bones, really old bones, fracture. Mm-hmm. And they found out that most of brittle old bones fracture into square shapes with sharp edges. And this was not like that. It definitely looked like a fresh bone had been fractured into soft brain tissue, mm. um, which created a different... The brain tissue wasn't there. No, no. it wasn't in there. But, but it would have made a different shape. It I'm made assuming. a different shape. It cool. would be like hitting I... something as against like a squishy surface versus a like ice. Oh, it would have like... You're not shattering... Di- no, it would have like distributed out yeah, from so a point of contact. Yeah, exactly, because it's got a softer radial point. Um, so they basically then figured out that this was in fact what had okay so in true scientific form they cannot specify that this is what they caused caused his death because they cannot see the rest of the body and they don't know whether this injury was in fact inflicted shortly after he died or if if there wasn't a rest of the body what what if he was just ahead (laughs) um this is why nobody lets me be a scientist. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm a detective. <laughs> Who's just a There wasn't a body. Um, so, anyway, they found these circular depressions. You didn't see it, but I just whipped off my sunglasses. Threw them across the room. <laughs> and what they've realized is that the closest thing they could find is basically a baseball bat. A club. Yeah, a club. So No, I like to think it was a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, they- I think baseball that's really cool. in Transylvania where are you 30,000 years ago <laughs> um, in Transylvania so maybe it was like that scene from Twilight where they're all playing baseball nothing oh is ever gosh. like Twilight <laughs> nothing is ever like Twilight everything should be like Twilight because then I just call everyone Spider Monkey from now until the end of time well there's no end of time because you're the vampire anyway, anyway. So they realized he must we'll be hit on the head. We'll get into that movie later because that movie doesn't make any sense to me either. Because <laughs> um, they originally thought that actually he may have been caused by he his death may have been caused by cave-in rocks. He fell over. Yeah, but no, tripped this, on his shoelace and hit his head on a rock. <laughs> basically, defined the fact that he was in fact killed with a baseball bat. That's cool. Then they took it one step further, and it actually looks like his attacker attacked him from face on. So they were in some form of fight when he got hit on the head. Wow, maybe he was just talking to a friend. Bat. Did they catch the guy? Well, this is why I'm disappointed, because I don't think you could say a cold case is solved. Unless you have a killer. Unless you have a killer. Like, if someone was like... imagine if they found a hand, like like an arm bone and a hand, they're like, this is the arm bone and the hand of the guy who killed Erg 300,000 years ago. And then they put it, like, in a a jail cell, and they were, like, life sentence, and it was just an arm. Well, so that would be really 
probably cool, but for me, I'm a big true crime person. When you say a cold case is solved, you have a yeah. That's not like saying okay, they found Jean Benet Ramsey and they know she was killed in this way. Yeah, they know she's dead. They know she's dead. That is just a starting point. The actual yeah. solving of the cold case is who killed her. Um. Anyway, maybe, maybe someday we'll be lucky enough. Erg and Gerg. Erg and Gerg. They're brothers. It's a classic Cain and Abel story. Yeah. So you know what's really cool? The things that I like to sum up what kind of the Stone Age that I found really cool when I was learning about it is that really, honestly, they were not much different from where we are now. They enjoyed art, music, and jewelry, killing each other. Killing each I other. I say that much because I don't really enjoy art all that much. Uh, <laughs> so then, what you're saying is they're more sophisticated than you. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I would say that a, a would, caveman I, probably somebody, has more nuance than Ben If does. somebody called me a Neolithic... No, most people just call me a caveman. If people called me Neolithic, I would be very... I would thank you. Yeah, I'd be a cop. Be like, no. I, yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. People I would. Like, <laughs> if people are like, this is art, I'm just like... That's, yeah, a, sho- it, that's a shoelace you tied to a wall. In three years, I'm going to get that Nikea on sale. <laughs> um, no matter what you think, Banksy. All right. So next week, we're going to move forward a little bit and talk about... The Copper Age? Bro- is that what I said? Yes, Tim Copper next? and then Bronze, and, bronze then iron. and Iron. So next week we're going to talk about the Copper Age. Yeah. As it is, I've really not been able to find a whole lot about the Copper Age itself, so we're going to talk about the Beakers. What um, are the Beakers? We'll yeah. get into that in the next episode. <laughs> Literally, I said that's all He's one of the Muppets. <laughs> He's one of the that's beakers. Every time, they, every time anybody says the beakers, I just think of like a thousand of those guys running around. <laughs> and, uh, like, and there's like one normal guy who's just like, I'm making dinner, and there's like 30 people who are like, me, 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 me. That's how Heather must feel. Are we going to get homework that we're not going to do again because we didn't do it from the last I did the homework. I did the homework. Did you? Yeah. I didn't. What was the homework again? He was supposed to investigate how much of the Flintstones was real. Oh, historically accurate. Historically accurate. Not at all. None. <laughs> Good job, Ben. A plus. A plus. We're graduating from the School of History. I looked, I looked for a long time to see if one of those cars were real. And they we watched <laughs> like six or seven episodes of the Flintstones. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So there was that no way was... to stop like two stone rollers, like <laughs> built like enough. yeah, like built together with some wood with your feet, <laughs> just break your legs. We tried it. They'd run you over. <laughs> Yeah, where should people find us? Okay, so it's really exciting because we have new places to find us. A new Instagram? <gasps> we have a new Instagram. It's called at house... What is it? History, History Through the, House. At House, <laughs> our favorite TV show. It's called It's just a bunch at... of pictures of Hugh Laurie with a cane. <laughs> it's it's called... the same picture yeah. of Hugh Laurie with a cane every day. At History Through a House. Are there any capitals? No. Are there any punctuations? And that's on Instagram. And if you want to find us on Twitter... Oh. Which I know nothing about, We're but apparently we have to learn, tweet, 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 to learn about Twitter. Nobody it's at history Twitter. underscore through. Underscore? History underscore through. Underscore. No, just history underscore through. Oh, is that it? That's it. Oh, history through. Because there's not enough characters. Oh. Yeah. So it's just history underscore through. And the only thing we're going to tweet out there is hyperlinks to our Spotify podcast. So. <laughs> and Instagram. And it's really a place that you can tell us how crap we are. So feel free to use Instagram. Yeah, we won't that. that, that's, the place, that's the place where we'll get the most abuse. Instagram is where you should tell us how much you love us, and Twitter is where you should tell us how much you hate us. Yes. And even if you're the same person. We'll cross-reference. We'll cross-reference. Don't think we won't. Yeah. But just make sure. <laughs> we love research. That Instagram is for love, and Twitter is for hate. Yeah. And just on knowing you think our voices are. <laughs> yeah. So, and then lastly, of course, if you can't be bothered to follow us on Instagram, and much like us, you don't know how Twitter works, um, 
then mainly the big thing is is if you're listening on iTunes, rate us, review us, uh, Spotify, subscribe. Mm -hmm. Somehow come back for episode three where we are going to talk about copper. Um, Thank you very much for listening. Off to the pub quiz. Oh, no, do we have a website? Oh, we do. It's www.historythroughahouse. But honestly, that's a lot to handle. Just, like, pick one. Yeah, and yeah. also, if you want to, there we also, the stuff that's going on at the house is at Restoration Dark Yes, Instagram. so if you actually want to follow the house's progress, there'll be cross-reference, but if you want to follow yeah. the house's progress specifically, it's at Restoration Dark Yeah. Um, so we've got a pub quiz to go to. So I'm Ben. Is it all right? I'm Adam. Thanks Woo! for listening. Thanks, All right, guys. thank you, guys. Toodles. Bye.